We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 97 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I've been around the video game industry for a long time, including places like Pixelkin and IGN. I'm also the mother of a five-year-old. I am joined by fellow mom Regina McMenemy, who is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book Mothering the Game and mom of a three-year-old. Hi, Regina. Hi. I just have to say it. It's sunny where I live today. That's all. It is. It's sunny here. It's too. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it I'm was in such it a was, good mood. <laughs> yeah. I, it was raining like mad this morning uh, and has been for the last couple of days. And I just, our landscapers just came and like, you know, mowed our lawn and already it looks like it needs to be mowed again. So that's how much things are growing. Thanks to our rain. Yes. Um, but away from uh, Pacific Northwest <laughs> weather, uh, we're also joined by Stephen Dutzman, who is the editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com and the father of three. Hi, Stephen. Hi, everybody. It's been sunny for me for two weeks. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. Because I live in Connecticut, but we don't have seasons anymore because... <laughs> well, you don't have the middle of, season. Because... You're just going from winter to summer. Correct. Well, yeah, that means we don't have seasons. It's just a mess. Um, we, uh, it's just a mess um, because because of a Chinese conspiracy. That's why right. I have no seasons, because of a Chinese conspiracy. Right. Um, look that one up on Wikipedia, everybody. Find the truth or something. I don't know. Get woke. I don't really know what the kids these days say about their conspiracy theories, but... Yeah. Wikipedia, man. I mean, you know, for random things, you can find kind of decent information. But the fact that, like, anybody can edit those things at any time no, is just... This is, this is what I told my son, because he's old enough that they're actually using, like, looking for research on, uh -huh. like, topics. Yeah. I said, listen, if you want to know anything you want to know about, like, the Green Lantern, yeah. you want to know some. You want to know, like, who produced the third track on... The like, like the the third track on the soundtrack to the Ninja Gaiden two vinyl. <laughs> you gotta like that's what Wikipedia is for. Yeah. If you want anything real, you gotta go to real sources. And the only thing Wikipedia is good for in those cases is actually helping find sources. Because if you yeah. scroll to the bottom, yes. you can find the sources. Yeah, so that's I'm what like, I say. Yeah. Look up, look up Gravity. Scroll to the bottom, and go to the original source. And he's like, Well, then can I just trust the stuff on the site? No, no not unless ended. it's yeah. about green, the Green Lantern, or Wolverine, <laughs> or video games. Um, but not video game personalities, because obviously, as soon as you start talking about people, it's you know, as soon as they turn into an SJW or whatever, they stop. Yeah. Um, they they stop. Uh, you stop being able to trust what they say. Yeah, I tell. Or I tell what is said about them. It's a good place to start research. Right. It's not yeah. a good place to finish your research, but it's a good place to start. You might get some, you know, not to read it, but like you said, to go and see the sources that they're citing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they're citing sources, and if they're not, then you know it's definitely not the place to be. So. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking about video game personalities. At one point, someone edited um, Jessica Chobot's um, entry saying that she was a robot all kinds of like, <laughs> you know. I mean, not like super mean, just jokey kind of stuff. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah. So stuff like that happens. 
it's right. It's not very cool. Um, all right. Uh, so things have been pretty quiet on on my parenting front. Uh, believe it or not, um, we have fish now. I don't know if I told if I said last week that we have fish now. Did I talk about our fish last week? You didn't talk know. about it, but I know because Facebook. Yeah, you put them on Facebook. Right. Right. Yes, so so we have fish now. That was her birthday present, uh, which we found out that we couldn't get on her birthday. We were planning to when they told us, no, you have to have your aquarium first, and you have to have the water filter going for, like, at least a week. And then we went the next week to get the fish, and then this other person tells me, well, you have to have a heater, and you have to have it at a certain temperature, and you have to measure the levels of something or other before you can even put fish in it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, uh... And she's like, well, here, th- these mm-hmm. kinds of, these, these two fish are probably, will probably survive. They're kind of hard to kill. Um, and so we did, <laughs> we got, um, four, uh, leopard danios or danios. I don't know how you, um, how you, uh, say that. Uh, their names are Flippy Floppy, Zaza, and Zuzu. Guess who named those? Um, and, uh, yeah. Isaac. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, she's very happy. I mean, she's, she's graduating in her, her pet, um, caring. So like what she wanted to have all the snail collection. I was like, okay, you take care of them. Then maybe we can make, take them next up up to fish. And so we have fish now. She's going to need a lot of help taking care of them. Cause you know, you have to change the filter and change the water. And there's yeah. no way she could do that on her own. Uh, but she seems really good. She remembers when to feed them. They're already trained that when we pop the light on in the aquarium, they go straight to the top because they know they're getting food. Um, so, so yeah, so fish are fun. Uh, we do have a dog, too. So if I say working up, you know, when she's at fish. But the dog is ours. Um, right. So, yeah. It's different when they're established pets when they're born. That's Right. As opposed yes. to ones you bring in when they're little. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's fun, and she's having a good time with that. What about you guys? Your kids being interesting this week? All Steve of and my I, kids are all sick. Of them? Oh, I know. That's what I was going to say. I saw on Facebook that your yeah. kids were sick. All uh, of them. It was strong, uh, right? well, Except our older son. So my older son is actually fine, so I can't say all. So two-thirds of my children have been are out of commission. Yeah. Um, my middle son, yeah, he has strep uh, that we had no idea because he had no sore throat, no, nothing. Yeah. Um, he was just really tired and spiking fevers. Um, and we let him stay home. He hasn't been, today was his first day back at school since last Thursday. Oh, wow. Um, he took Friday out cause he had an eye appointment. Um, uh-huh. so he, uh, he has been doing the, the eye training thing with the eye patches. Uh, oh, because okay. he's still young enough that the eye patches actually make a difference. Uh-huh. Um, he hates it, but whatever, bro, yeah. you don't want to wear glasses. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Um, so he, uh, and then just the next day he was just like a lump. Oh. Um, and by the time we got, and so, but he was just tired and he didn't have symptoms and we took him to the doctor and they were like, no, he's strep. Immediately yeah. responded. It was gross. And, um, the baby, uh, has a crazy ear infection with like a perforated eardrum. Oh, and no. That's painful. So she's just. She just ain't happy. Well, exactly. And the problem is, this. in order for it to have gotten that way, right, like, it she had to, be to have been there for a while, but she wasn't getting fever, she wasn't tired, she wasn't anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one night, she was just like, my year. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh. Sent her to school, 
And they were like, you need to come and get her now. Oh. And that was the same day we confirmed the middle guy's strep. It was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Man, so you just feel bad. But, um, but you know, antibiotics and, you know, right. severe drops. And she's fine. She's right as rain right now. And yeah. uh, the, the so the, they will both be back in school tomorrow. Um, and, you know, it should be yeah. fine. But, whew, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, you always yeah. feel bad for little kids when they don't feel well, especially when there's, like, no reason, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Until you find it's reason. I mean, there's hard. always a reason. Um, yeah. Anna has already started this, oh, my tummy hurts when she doesn't want to do something or doesn't want to <laughs> go somewhere. And I'm like, you know, you got to listen to me, okay? Uh, I'm never going to believe you if your tummy really hurts when you start using this every day before you have to go to school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you need to learn that because otherwise we could be in a bad situation where you go, my tummy hurts. And I think, oh, you know, whatever. Right. You're just trying to get out of something. So, right. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's so, you know, the boy who cried wolf. Yes. You know, and saying you know, there's reasons why there are those parables. <laughs> yeah. 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 I should yeah. pull, I should pull out that. That's, oh, I'm sure I can find it online, that story, and just read it yeah. to her. So yeah, I'm sure you can. All those better. fables and such are on. You can find at least versions of them. You might be able to even find, like, a YouTube video where somebody, like, retells yeah. it with, like, an animation to it. But it's a good yeah. it's a good story for that because it really kind of pulls on what's important about yeah. that story. My daughter has had um, – she'd finally gotten better. I, it, it's funny because she made friends with a little girl when we were at the a coffee shop, local coffee shop. We this great coffee shop. It has, like, a kid's tree house in it, like, play area oh, for nice. them. Like, stairs for him to go up and, like, a whole, like, you know, looks like a tree, this whole thing. And so I'd taken her there, and she met this little girl, Aurora, there. And every time she hangs out with Aurora, she is sick three days later. Oh, no. Like, every time. Not. So we're starting calling her Typhoid Aurora because I swear to God, like, every time <laughs> she sees this little girl, she gets a runny nose. And so uh -huh. I was like, we're there, supposed to get together yesterday, and she's still getting over the runny nose she got from seeing her last week. And so I was like, right. you know... I think I'd like to take, and they're going away for two weeks because her family's going to, to Disneyland next week. So I'm huh. like, they're going to be gone for two weeks. I think a three-week break just to see if really she is typhoid Aurora is going to be, like, <laughs> helpful for me. Um, so we didn't see her. And then her her nanny, who's, who, you know, a person who I, I connect with, messages me this morning and tells me that she's got the stomach flu. And I'm like, oh, my God, like... I just dodged, like, the biggest bullet, like, the <laughs> right, biggest, yeah. like, sickness bullet of, like, oh, yes. she had a snotty nose I can deal with. Stomach flu? Yeah. That would yeah. be a whole other thing. She's like, no, I think I just ate something bad, but I've been throwing up for 12 hours. And I'm like, no, when you eat something bad, yeah. you usually get over it pretty quick. When it's stomach yeah. flu, you're sick for 24 to 48 hours. So, yes. yeah. yeah, I'm glad we missed that one. Anyways, that's yeah. my, <laughs> my parenthood story. I'm trying not to keep her from this little girl she likes so much. But, man, I'm so tired <laughs> of snotty yes. noses. That's her fourth in, like, three months. <laughs> Yeah, man, I hear ya. Uh, okay, so uh, sick kids and fish, that's what's right. going on, parents <laughs> in front. Um, uh, so let's get to our video games. So the details of the first DLC for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild have been revealed. Uh, it's yeah, going to be were. called, yeah, it's <laughs> called The Master Trials, and it's going to have a lot of stuff. There's going to be a hard mm -hmm. mode uh, in, into the game. 
and uh, mm-hmm. I'm reading the Polygon article. They're basically just amping up some of the enemies, uh, which yeah, is the hard mode. That's a very big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's I was going to ask you about that because you mentioned something yeah. about Yo. that on on Facebook, Stephen, about it being such a big deal, and I was hoping you could explain Yo. why that's such a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal because um, this game is already oppressively hard. Like, oh, people okay. discount... Like, a lot of people talk about, well, Zelda, you know, how hard could it be? Like, you can already very easily wander into areas where you are one-shot killed. What this does, like, the, 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 like, most of the game, it was a one- or two-shot kill. Like, I really very rarely was fighting enemies where I could, like, take hits. Unlike Zelda, where it's like, nope, they do one heart or they do a half heart, and you can just kind of deal with it. That is not a thing. So what this does is this basically makes it so that for even more of the game, uh-huh. you're taking one-hit kills. Um, so that's a big deal. Now, the, the stealth, the, there were two aspects of it that were important as far as the hard mode. Number one, like, they're ranking up all the enemies. So they yeah. were all kind of color-coded, right? So, like, the Bokoblins, there were, like, these maroon ones that were, like, the level one, like, chump guys. Eventually, you would just get them. Yeah. Um, they're, and then next on top of that, they were blue and then they would go from there. Like they're making all the red ones blue. Um, which means on the great plateau, which is where you start, there's a few places where there's like six of them. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) And there was a hard fight to begin with. And now you're fighting these monsters that are just completely out of control. The most important part is that they are also making the enemies smarter and Uh they're going to find you faster, which means you can't just sneak up and kill them as easy. Um, like, a lot of these camps have these little skull caves uh-huh. that look like skulls, literally like skulls. You probably saw it in some of the videos. My favorite strategy was to take off the take out the scouts with a bow, which, by the way, you're not going to be able to do super easy anymore because the scouts are all going to be blue instead of red, so they'll be harder to kill with a one shot with a bow, but whatever. I would take those guys out, and then I would climb on top of the skull and stand in such a way that I could pick a round bomb and drop it into the eye, uh-huh. like the eye socket, so it would roll into the cave and cause mayhem, and they would never find me <laughs> because I was sneaking around on top of it. If they see you, they'll start throwing rocks, and you're, you can't just quietly bomb them for an hour until they die. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're making them smarter, that's actually worse because <laughs> oh. when they don't see you, they're really stupid. Enemies in this game are real dumb if they aren't aware that you are there. Um, This is a problem. So uh, this is a that those two things combined make this a fundamentally different thing. Um, I'm a little I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm going to create a new profile on my uh, switch just so I can start a hard mode game. I want to see if I can cut it, but I I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. It's it's, this is this is going to be crazy. Um, so another thing that DLC does, which I find very interesting, is that um, it keeps uh, track of uh, your footsteps, or at least the last oh, that's awesome. so 200 hours has got to be basic, of your footsteps. Yeah, that seems really helpful, like, for oh, seeing, huge. like, where I've actually been and mm-hmm. where I haven't been, and yeah, that seems like a it's, huge... It's going to turn your map into it. It's going to make it a heat map, like right, what people yeah. who study websites see. Like, you're going to know where yeah. you are or where you haven't been, right. and... The best part about it is the game has been keeping track of that. Yeah. yeah. Already. Yes. Already. So yeah. when so that DLC pack in. comes out, everybody who's been playing the game is going to have this heat map all of a sudden. 
Um, and that's a really big deal. This really feels to me like they were listening to people's feedback. Um, because there really right now is no way to know where you've been uh-huh. to try and figure out where these shrines are or yeah. where Korok seeds are. Um, and I don't think they intended for people to find all of them because you don't need them to kill um, Ganon. I-, I didn't find them all and I killed them this past week. So, yeah. like, you don't need it. Um, but a lot of people want to find all 120 shrines and all 900 Korok seeds. And so you're, they, they, this feels like they were like, all right, fine. You crazy people, you crazy, crazy people. You want to do all this stuff? Fine. Here's some tools to do it. <laughs> to make it which, so you can do it all. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. That's not normally a Nintendo thing. Their job is no, we know better than you do how to have fun with Nintendo games because we're Nintendo. Yeah. Generally, they are correct. Clearly, they an- they did not anticipate like how obsessed people get with open world games. Um, which is, you know, they're learning. Yeah. They should have looked at what people do with Grand Theft Auto to yeah. really kind of figure it out. But yeah. no, it's great. The quality yeah. of life stuff in this expansion are so sick. I can't wait. I'm yeah. I- I'm gonna finish the game now. Before I wasn't. Now I'm absolutely gonna go find the all 120 shrines and all that because this will help me do it. Oh, oh, wow. So you're one of those crazy people. Those crazy, crazy people. Oh, I'm not going to find the 900 Korok seeds. That's oh, literally okay. insane. Because, <laughs> um, like, so f- for people who haven't played the game, it, there are, like, mini puzzles everywhere. And uh-huh. some of them are as simple as you see a rock that has a chain next to it, and it's attached to a log, like a, like a trunk. Like a, a stump, rather. Uh-huh. You just got to throw the rock with your magnesis power into the tree. And then a Korok shows up. Or there will be a little circle of flowers in that you can dive into. And if you dive through it, Korok shows up. Little stuff like that. Yeah. But And you they, they each give you a Korok seed, which you can find a dude and turn it in. And he increases the size of your inventory in exchange. Which is super amazing, considering your weapons degrade. Yes. Oh. Um... But there are 900 of these things. Now, they invented, they put all 900 in there so that organically, just while playing the game, if you paid attention, you would find enough. Because you don't yeah. need them all. That's crazy talk. You really don't need them all. Um, but p- it, to the point where the prize for finding them all is a golden poop. Literally a golden poop that does nothing. It's just a golden <laughs> poop. They're trolling you if you get all of them. Um, I have no interest in finding all the Korok seeds, um, because that's, man, does that sound boring? But, um, but the shrines, the shrines I want to do. I mean, the shrines are fun. Yeah. They're, that's the puzzles, but there's no way I'm going to find, I mean, I'll find them by accident, but I'm not going to seek them out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But 120 shrines, I'm at like 80 right now, so like, it's really not that bad. Right. Yeah. It's like another 40 shrines. That's really not that much, especially yeah. if I have tools to help me find them. Yeah. Um, so other stuff that's in here uh, is a travel medallion, which allows you to mark a location and then be able to travel there uh, whenever yep. you want. They can only be one at a time. Uh, so, yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Fast travel is like, yeah, it's a huge thing in open world <laughs> games. Um, you can already fast travel to all the shrines. Oh, okay. Okay. But this lets you, if you're exploring an area, uh-huh. this lets you, you know, fast travel to a place that maybe you haven't found a shrine. 
or you know there are some shrines that you just can't get to unless you have specific pieces of gear on or you've cooked certain food so yeah. you can fast travel you can like travel to a shrine near a town prep up and then fast travel back to it mm. so some of the shrines are really crazy hard to get to yeah yeah so that's cool and then new equipment um actually some uh branded equipment inspired by previous characters like midna and tingle oh man tingle <laughs> that tingle uh, outfit, yo. That tingle yeah. outfit. I can't wait. Those are going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, They also adding a horde mode. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, so That's so, going to be nuts. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that get speed run. Like, I want to watch a YouTube video of somebody that's way better at this game doing that horde <laughs> mode. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to limp through it. You know, like, I want to yeah. do it. I'm excited. But I'm going to limp through that so bad because I'm terrible at video games. But I want to see, you know, we all know that, that, that person, yeah, you know, that's just sick at video games. I want to see somebody like, not with glitches or whatever. I want to see somebody like outfight these things. That's going to be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that DLC is on its way. When does it come out? Soon. Right? This summer. July. Oh, I think they summer. Said. Okay. Yeah. And then there's going to be another DLC um, later in the year, but we don't have all of the details on that just yet. So, if it's like this, if it's another one that's kind of like this, I yeah. am so down. Yeah. Well, I you assume know? that you bought that season pass already anyhow, right? I mean, yeah, because I wanted my Switch t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, I forgot about the Switch t-shirt. Priorities. But no, I bought, we bought it, I mean, it was 20 bucks. I mean, the yeah, reality yeah. is it was $20. Um, and it's worth it. It honestly, if they charged twenty dollars for this expansion pass, I would for this just one pack, I would have paid it. Yeah, because it makes it so I can finish the game, mm. like yeah, legitimately. And if I ever wanted to start over again, you know, these quality of life enhancements are right there. So yeah, very excited, very excited. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, yeah, cool. Um. So, Hearthstone, uh, which just recently released their late, latest expansion, but they've uh, they've um, told everybody now that they have reached 70 million players. That's a lot. It is a, a lot. lot. A lot, a lot yeah. Uh, they they had said that they hit 50 million um, last year, and so, so they're at 70 million now because I think there was some sort of speculation going on as to whether... The game was sort of sort of flattening out, mm. um, but apparently, nope, not yet. <laughs> so, uh, if you play the game at all, you can log in and they will give you three free packs, uh, which was a pleasant that. surprise because I, I I didn't know about this. Um, and then I popped in and there's like three free packs for the year of the mammoth. This is the you know they're doing different year things. So I'm like, hey, that's cool. But then you know I saw the story and. Uh, that's where the packs came from, which is awesome. And you don't have to be, like, at a certain level or anything to get these packs. Like, you just you log just in, yeah. and they yep. just, here you are. I, I yeah. actually saved it so that I could open them while we were recording. I stopped. <laughs> I, I abstained. Okay. I'm going to see if I got anything good right now. Go on. Go on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got a legendary out of one of mine. I don't remember which legendary it was uh, because I, I just... I just open the packs real, really quickly and say like, "Oh, cool card, cool card." Just, I'll look at them later when I uh, think about actually using them. But I got one legendary out of those three packs, so that's a uh, that's that's pretty good. I don't think when I I just opened... got a legendary too. Cool. 
Which legendary? Clutch did you Mother, get? Clutch Mother Zavis. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so a so a junk legendary that it's I got four hundred dust is what I got. Right. Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, what does that what does that um card do? She's the warlock one. Whenever you discard this, give it plus two plus two and return it to your hand. So I guess oh. that's probably okay, but I'm never gonna play a warlock. So. Right. Yeah. Deuces. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that sounds very valuable for somebody who plays warlock and does it well. Um, yeah. So that's that's been a, a mechanic I've noticed about um, you know returning a, cards to your hand. That's happened. That's there's a paladin card that is that sort of thing as well. Um, so, but I've been playing priest. I haven't seen um, that. Which again, I haven't changed my deck. So I haven't gone online to look at bez- um, better decks yet. I've still just been using the deck recipe thing. Um, so yeah. So if you play Hearthstone, if you haven't played Hearthstone, just give it a try. You can have free free decks because this includes completely new accounts. So nice. There and you can it. be part of the 70 million people who are now playing Hearthstone. I wonder. Exactly. I always wonder with Blizzard because they always have such outrageously high numbers. Because yeah. you know my account's inactive. I haven't played it in like a year and a half. So I'm like, yeah, I'm probably one of those 70 million people though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Definitely. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, you have to be. But at the same time, it's grown by 20 million. Yeah. So yeah. there are at least 20 million valid. people who have still. At least started the game right. and L- logged a in at bit. least, yeah. Yeah. Right. So um so yeah, so that's cool. Um Mario Kart eight Deluxe, which came out last week, is the fastest selling Mario Kart game ever. Which is pretty crazy. Um it, it sold what does it sell? Almost like five hundred thousand. Yeah, five hundred thousand, yeah, on launch day. Um which puts it at about fifty percent attach rate to the Switch. Um, yep. which is just pretty insane. So I know yep. Steven, you, you got this, uh, but let's, I uh, did. yeah, uh, well, we can talk about that more, um, and what we're playing, but so, of yeah, so that's, you know, that's crazy, crazy sales rates. And obviously it's just going to keep going up. I, I imagine there's plenty of people who didn't get it on launch day, even though they've got a 50% attach rate. So, but I think the previous Mario Kart, like the one on the Wii U, had something like an eighty percent attach rate. I think. I mean, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. But there were a lot of people. I mean, anecdotally, there are a lot of people who bought a Switch that did not buy a Wii U. Uh, so, for a lot of people, this is like the Wii reason U, they bought a Switch yeah. because they uh. wanted Mario Kart, and they just didn't want to waste money on the Wii U. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, this is yeah. I mean, this is. This this game is just gonna go do gangbusters. I mean, the reality is, if you think about it, the attach rate for Zelda on the <laughs> Switch is better than a hundred percent. Yes. Right now, it's probably yeah. settled down now. But when they reported it initially, it was better than a hundred percent, which is crazy. Um, I mean, part of this is a function of the fact there really aren't that many games. Yeah. Um, but the other part is the fact that like these are two really good games. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 is the best Mario Kart ever made. Don't come at me with Double Dash. You're crazy, <laughs> right? It's the best Mario Kart game ever made. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, And so putting it out with all the DLC baked in. Yeah. And, like, it's a it's an incredible value. I mean, yeah. it's 50 bucks for a really, really good game. 
and lots of value in it. So, um, I rebought it. I yeah. mean, I've got my mark, you know, and I and I didn't even feel bad about it at all. You know, <laughs> like it's just, I mean, because it's great, and also mobile Mario Kart has been some of the best games they've done. You know, have been some of the other ones. Mario Kart Seven was great. Mario Kart DS, lots of people liked. Yeah, the ability to take it on the go is there, and. I have played two-player Mario Kart away from my house. And you know what? Cool. That's a pretty cool thing to be able to do that you couldn't do on the Wii U. So right. I, I, it makes sense. This is going to go crazy. Here's what I want to know. I want to know, all right, so Nintendo's like, all right, so I guess we should put Wii U games out on the Switch now. Here's hoping, <laughs> like, you know, like, if that's what's happening in this, what do you think's going to happen with Smash when that inevitably comes? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, now I'm having trouble thinking of a Wii U game that Nintendo published that wouldn't be worth porting to the Switch. Yeah. I yeah. can't think of a single one. Yeah, I would agree with you. But So you don't think that they would make a new Smash for the Switch? They'd just pull over? Oh, the... they're oh they're absolutely going to make a new Smash, just okay. like they're going to make a new Mario Kart, but why the heck not remaster it and put it over? Just yeah. include yeah. all the... Just a, Super Smash Brothers Wii, you know, Super Smash Brothers Switch, and just have it include all the DLC characters, charge sixty bucks, throw it out, everyone will buy it. I'll buy it without even thinking about it. Yeah. Because, you know, again, you know, the multiplayer on the go thing is something a lot of people slept on in the beginning because those controllers are tiny. Yeah. I don't care, it's still amazing. Because it's still cool. It's like a novel experience. And yeah, so I can't I'm sure they're gonna make new games, but I see no reason why they wouldn't find some studio to just churn out ports of all their published games. Treasure Tracker would be perfect on this because Treasure Tracker is basically a mobile game anyway. So this would be perfect. They could even give it touchscreen, like real touchscreen if they wanted to do that, right? Um, you know, like any, it, I mean, I, I, it just uh, makes absolute no, no sense for them to just skip out on it. Just, just bring them all over. One at a time. Bayonetta 2, Super Super Mario 3D World. Bring them all over. I'll, I'll buy them all. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but, Steven, so are you going to buy some of the following? So there are fan-made Nintendo t-shirts coming to Uniqlo. I think that's how you say that. That's a Japanese um, retailer. Uh, but they're, you're gonna, you can buy them here in the States. It's gonna be, uh, there's gonna be available starting May 19th. And there's lots of designs here. Um, all the Nintendo, you know, major franchises that you can think of. Mario, Donkey Kong, uh, even Animal Crossing, Pikmin, Splatoon. There is at least one shirt, um, based on all of these things. Oh, Pokemon, that too. Can't forget, can't forget Pokemon. No. I know I was looking at one, I was, um. Uh, debating as what, whether or not I wanted to get it to own that. Uh, but some of these designs are pretty cool, but some of the other ones are kind of like, eh. Like, I don't know. I don't like the Pikmin yeah. one. And the anim I don't like the Animal Crossing one either, which is a shame, because those are the two games I like the best. So. <laughs> Anyhow. I, yeah, I, I would love to look at it, but I every time I go there... um. I click the link and go to their website, and they have an auto-playing video that you can't right. pause. Yeah. Oh, really? I was able to pause it. Well, I mean, it auto-plays the to first time. You have to silence it. If you pause it. it and then scroll down, the it act of scrolling down pauses or unpauses mm -hmm. it. And I was like, oh, hell no. I don't participate in that nonsense. So, Because that's annoying to me. That's just, oh, yeah. yes. I mean, come on. 
And I definitely wasn't going to bring it up while we were doing this because I didn't want to have internet problems because then you'll just make fun of me. <laughs> I don't know. We don't do that. Yeah, no, never. Never. Um. Yeah, you guys wouldn't do that. You know I can hear you after I die. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can hear everything you say until I hang up and reconnect. I just want to make sure you guys know. Oh, yeah. I make know. sure you know. Yeah. I won't go to that. Yeah, absolutely no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. So you knew about my plan to just start playing the Game of Thrones uh, opening credits song. Yep. Anyhow. <laughs> I actually um, like the Game of Thrones opening. I, my, when my wife used to watch that show, I would hang out just for the opening credits and then leave the room. <laughs> okay. Uh, Listen, I got my anyhow, priorities. Yeah, I like right. cool things. I like cool things. And I'm a Except wrestling fan. Sometimes, so, well, I said I liked cool things. And, um, oh, so I'm a wrestling fan. So like sometimes, yeah, shots yeah. fired. Bring it. <laughs> Fight me if you think Game of Thrones is is cool. Um, so the uh, yeah, so I like wrestling. So I'm used to like the entrance theme sometimes being the only good part of something. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow, wow, that's all I have. To I mean, say. I am happy that you guys are happy about Game of Thrones, and I'll even watch it because of our offshoot podcast throning with the moms because I have to in order to be able to ask you guys questions yeah. but I'm, I'm not going to enjoy it I mean I probably will but I'll be depressed while I do it yeah. <laughs> you're going to begrudgingly enjoy it you're going to be like oh, I'm going to do it yeah. because it's for work yeah I, I'm telling you Steven I know that you you checked out after like the first couple episodes but these, these latest seasons but it's so good because it so made me good. really uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, we've been yeah, over this. I know. I'm like, I, I, I mean, it's weird. I get it. Like the fact that it was a little porny, like that. I'm a dude. That should be totally fine with me. It wasn't. <laughs> How about that? It's weird. I get it. Um, yeah. it really made me uncomfortable. That was the first season. That was yeah. the first season. It's it just. Is. But yeah. I don't. But I still have to watch that. Yeah. Oh, you know. No, like, you don't. You say you read the internet, so you can, you know, put yourself up to speed all the way up to season five and just pick it up there. Yeah. You'll know what's going on. Yeah, because by, a- yeah, by, by season five, that was the last season, right? The one that, this is six this summer. I don't know. I'm bad with numbers. No, it's the seven. This is seven. Uh, the last one oh, okay. six. Yeah, but so season the last five, couple. Yeah, yeah. The last couple. As, uh, soon as, as soon as Littlefinger left King's Landing... <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. There was no more brothel, so yeah. there weren't, you know, frolicking people in the backgrounds of shots anymore yeah. and the gratuitous, you know, yeah. nudity. But the thing for me yeah. is the epic battle episodes. Like, there, there has been one of those every season since season four. Now, there's the Attack on the Wall in season four, then there was the Hard Home episode in season five, which was absolutely amazing. And then, obviously... Battle of the Bastards in season six was above anything else that they have ever done. And I love the way that that was shot. It's so yeah. cool. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's going to get so bad. I mean, it's going to be so good and so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, they, they've been outdoing themselves yeah. each season. So and it's I'm only, really wondering. There, there are six episodes or seven for this season? Seven. Seven. seven and episodes. since they're like compacting it into seven episodes, there's going to be like some major battle in like. 
Yeah. In like yeah. almost every episode because they've got so many storylines to resolve at this point. Yeah. And they're all kind of resolving like yeah, they're at all the same converging. time. Yeah. It's yeah. Really insane. So yeah. anyway, and then the, like checked the, out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last season is even fewer episodes. I think the last season is only going to be like five. I thought uh, this was the last season. This isn't the end? No, no. no oh. It's not eight, eight seasons. Oh, I thought this was the end of it. And maybe I just yeah. had announced that they were. Okay. Yeah. Definitely stopping at eight, though, which is awesome. I have huge respect for creative people who can stop something when it's done. And then instead of dragging like, things beat on. Beat it until just for... it's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. And not and not Big Bang Theory. Cough, it cough. For four more seasons. Files, cough, cough. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Cough, cough. They're supposed X-Files, to be yeah. bringing back the X-Files. I know. They're doing. want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You know what, though? I appreciate what... So, I think the new X-Files thing, while I did not like it, what it what I, what I liked about it is it really has nothing to do with X-Files. <laughs> I am super interested in the idea of... Shows that were well-loved coming back for, like, a limited run as, like, an event. So, like, yeah, Will and Grace this fall. Really? Like, Will and Grace, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lay something out. Will and Grace is one of my favorite television shows of all time. <laughs> I love Will and Grace. Megan Mullally is my spirit animal. Um, um, I absolutely love that woman. And so, like... They're coming back for like ten episodes, and that's yeah. perfect, right? Like Roseanne is coming back, yeah, for like six episodes. Like, but that's a thing, right? Like, yeah, the, a lot of these shows could do more stories because with like ten years in between, yeah, then there's time for them to come up with new stuff, and the world is different, yeah. Right? So I think it's super interesting that kind of X Files was like a test bed for this whole like return of an old, well beloved series. But for a limited time, because event we're so used to event television, right? Where it's like, yeah. okay, you know, like it makes total sense to bring back shows that we like really liked. The reality, though, is every time something like that happens, some of it's going to be garbage, and it's unfortunate for whichever fan base gets hit with the garbage stick. Sorry, yeah. X Files fans, but you should be used to it. <laughs> remember your movie. Um, remember listen, your movie, movie. Remember your movie. Yes. Yeah, movies. That's true. Yes, that's true. That's true. Okay. I'm sure. But Actually, don't most the one... of you try and pretend that two, the uh, second one doesn't count. You know what? The second one I actually thought was pretty good because it wasn't. It wasn't about the alien story. It was. Well, it was completely. Yeah, it wasn't part of the mythology or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually liked that one. I mean, it wasn't great, but I I liked it because the the episodes of the TV show that I always liked were the non you know, main storyline ones. They were the one-off ones that were just kind of the one cool and the interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's what the second movie was. Um, but anyhow, yeah, I'm sad X-Files. Uh, Game of Thrones is ending. However, there's going to be a spin-off. HBO has announced they're doing a spin-off of Game of Thrones. So everybody's speculating about whether it's going to be a, like a prequel where it's going right. to show the the war the with history. Robert Baratheon mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing or or just pick um some of the some of the uh families and characters that are in the books but haven't been in the TV show and just do their thing so we'll have to see um a prequel it's it sounds interesting to me so um 
anyhow, so back to video games. Uh, it's this, it's not that. even out yet, and we're already talking about it every week. <laughs> it's only six more uh, weeks until we're going to actually be talking about it all the time. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so Amazon has hired Craig Sullivan, uh, who used to work on Need for Speed at Electronic Arts. Amazon doing lots of crazy things in the past year. They're hiring all kinds of top talent. Um, they're already working on some games. Their Lumberyard engine, uh, they're really pushing to say this is this is not just for indies who need some help. This is for AAA studios and AAA games. Um so yeah, so it's cool. I mean, I'm really interested in what's coming out of Amazon. We talked about this uh, before. Regina, I don't know if you were on the episode yet, but they they hired um, John Smedley, who was the co-creator of EverQuest, and they're working on something there that uh, incorporates Twitch, uh, mm. which is really interesting. No, I don't think you know? I heard that before. Yeah. Yes. So an MMO with Twitch is kind of, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. So I'm excited to see what will happen for that. But this is just, just another new high-profile um, hire, and I don't think they're going to stop. We're probably going to see even more of them. It would be interesting to see what comes out of this and see how they handle themselves jumping into yeah. game development as opposed to, I mean, you know, make, it's a natural connection to to create original content. Yes. You know, video-wise, but game-wise is, you know, but they're doing it right. Yeah. If they're, you know, they're hiring big names, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah um, there are a number... Yeah, there are a number of people um, uh, around Seattle. Uh, one of the studios that I used to work for uh, was oh, two of them actually were local to Seattle, and a lot of those people are at Amazon now. The ones mm. that I knew at those studios. So, uh, so yeah, they're pulling in. They're pulling in lots of great. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, so uh, PlayStation VR, if you haven't bought that yet, um, uh, it's gotten a little bit of a price drop on Amazon and GameStop. Even though uh, Polygon, they said they reached out to Sony to see if this is like an official thing, but it's not. Um, so it's a, a bundle which has the camera included for free, um, which is not. Apparently, I don't know anything about what the bundle <laughs> looks like before this. Um, because I think I'm going to throw up if I try to do VR. Yeah. Um, so so basically, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting the camera for free. Um, yep. Uh, if you already have the camera, then this doesn't really do anything for you um so but apparently you can get it at amazon and gamestop uh right now however at gamestop uh it's online only so you can't go into the store and do this yeah they don't want to take up that much space in their space store. yeah I these know. things are the boxes are freaking huge yeah yeah huge <laughs> um this is cool i mean it makes sense yeah they they want these things in people's houses to encourage developers to support it. Um, and it was dumb that it didn't include the camera in the first place. I mean, yeah. I know why they didn't, because a lot of people bought it in the first place, but yeah, it really just surprised me that there wasn't a skew that included it. Um, so they could just eventually discount it anyway. So this, yeah. is, this is a smart move. They need to sell them. It's 400 bucks. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot of money. Um, this gives me hope that, you know, this holiday maybe we'll, See some uh, reasonable sales for it, because mm. I would like one, because I suspect that I would not uh, vomit the same as uh, <laughs> either of you, because <laughs> I don't have a motion sickness problem. Uh, 
You know what? You know, these C bands have helped me with my sick gaming um, stuff, so maybe I would give maybe. it a try with the C bands. C bands were absolutely useless to me when I was pregnant, but they, they've helped with my gaming. So, hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so let's see. What else we got here? Um, the Division, Tom Clancy's The Division, you can play for free this weekend uh, if you've been interested in it and haven't wanted to, to buy it. Uh, but there's also there's a deal. Um, if you play it and then you go ahead and decide that you want to buy it, the standard ish edition of the game will be available for 20 bucks uh, through May 15th. Wow. Um, and gold editions will be available for like 35 and under. So, so yeah. So I think it's a, if you've been interested, it's probably a good thing to hop in this weekend. And then you, if you like it, try you can it get out the game for a discount. Yeah, I might do so, that. Um, I have some friends who are really into this game for a long time. So yeah. Yeah, check it out. And I hate I hate that's one of the things because I have such little time to play now. I hate like dropping money on a game I don't play because I did that with yeah. one of the expansions for World of Warcraft. I jumped in. I'm like, I'm going to play WoW now. And no, I didn't. <laughs> and I spent, yeah. you know, six months of subscription fees and the expansion uh, costs. And I was like, oh, it was like $120 later. I'm like, ow, I played 10 yeah. hours of this game. That was nothing. So yeah, maybe I'll try it out. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's all I have for the news. Um, did you guys have anything else to add? I just wanted to bring I up, I mentioned, uh, to okay. st- I put this on Steven's um, Facebook, uh, shared it on his Facebook page, but he brought up, um, I can't remember their name, I don't care, the couple who did the pranks on their YouTube channel. Yes. On yes. their kids, um, had their kids yeah. taken away from them. Yes. By CPS. Good. So, yeah. I'm really okay yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I, when I said I agreed, uh, there were some folks that kind of reached out to me privately because they didn't want to. Um, mm-hmm. In in today's socio political climate, there are a fair number of people that don't like to speak up with what they believe are controversial views oh, sure. out loud um, because they don't want to get you know blasted, thrown at them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm open to really just about any idea you want to throw to me. I, just people recognize that I'll, you know, <laughs> you get from <laughs> me what you give. Um, and so uh, a couple of people asked, like, you know, why was I so happy that these people would have their children taken away? And, like, the answer really comes down to um, if it was just this one thing and they didn't have a YouTube channel, then whatever. They played a stupid joke on their kids, and they probably regretted it. Right, yeah. Um, because everybody's made a jo- told a joke and screwed it up. The problem right. is, this is a television program, and right. I remember, I am, a, I am a man of a certain age, and I remember Jackass on MTV. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that show, in order to continue its popularity, they had to get stupider and stupider, to right. the point bigger where one of the guys stapled his testicles to a board. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> let's be real. Oh they my were, God. Right? They really were. They, and while, and it was funny when they were like pushing themselves, when it was pranks they were playing on each other, like pushing each other over in porta potties and like making them eat <laughs> gross stuff, like whatever. Like that's no big deal. <laughs> They're pranks. They're you know, actual yeah. pranks. Yeah. yeah. But like get dudes getting sh- like, okay, so let's just see what happens if he gets shot with a paintball gun. All right, whatever. Um, or when they dress the two guys dressed up as a zebra and ran through a, a wildlife preserve. <laughs> right, I with, remember like, that lions. one. <laughs> so like that's kind of funny. Like I'll admit that's funny, but the problem is those shows escalate, right? Like it's always yeah. going to get worse yeah. because 
your creative mind and you're like, you know what? I have to keep doing stuff. And I, you can't, the audience was clearly there. Always and have so to they had to come up with done. new. And so at what point does this stop? Like if this wasn't bad, which some people disagreed that this was, that this particular incident was as bad as it was. I think they misunderstood what was happening. And many of them, I mean, the video was taken down, so right. they really yeah, couldn't see much. See it, so, yeah. so I'm not going to question people that don't, that think that, don't understand what the video was because they can't see it. So you, yeah. I'll give you a pass for not knowing it. It was horrific. I couldn't watch it. Um, and, but the reality is if this wasn't bad enough, that fine, whatever I'll, I'll concede that because how can I argue it? It doesn't, you know, whatever. Um, then it will eventually be, th- this is clearly going to escalate. And if you're, if that's your children are not a product, right? Yeah. Um, and the fact that they lied and said the kids were in on it, I'm like, no, now you didn't make a mistake. Now you are covering your butt. Um, get out now for, and I also didn't realize that there was another place these children could go. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, yeah. It's a little different. It like, I didn't realize that that wasn't their bio mom. And I know yeah. that that's, that shouldn't necessarily matter, but it, it kind of did. Like if that was yeah. mo- bio mom and bio dad and they didn't have anywhere else to go, then that's a little different. Maybe we need to rehabilitate these people. But the fact that they can just go to, go to mom. Yeah. Get out. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, and maybe mom can't, maybe mom needs some support, something like that. Throw up a GoFundMe. I'm sure the whole universe will help. Um, yeah. but like, come on guys. And the fact that their, their YouTube channel now is just their apology video. Yeah. Um, and they th- which down. means they took everything down, which means they're not making any money. And you know what? Good. Yeah. Cause yeah. well, there should be, you know, repercussions. I mean, re- you know, regardless, there should be a repercussion. So Taking the videos down as part of the repercussions for, like you said, escalating the pranks and the culture around it, which is really what the problem is. You start with one thing and it gets a bunch of hits and you're like, oh, let me keep on this track and see where it goes. Yeah. It goes to losing your kids when you're doing it like that. So. Yeah. 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 It's so, it's super uh... depressing, but I was happy that it was done. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's over, right? Like, these kids are going to be in a better place. I'm sure the kids are sad because they love their dad. I'm sure they, you know, but. Well, and there's nothing that says that they're not going to see him again. They're just not living with him at this point in time. You know, it's not an all out, like, you know, it's, you know. Yeah, we don't know the, we don't know the final details. We don't know the details of this. We don't know how the evolution of it's going to go. But the, you know, the pranking and putting it on YouTube is over. It's over. And. And hopefully an example was set so no one else will do it. Right. Yeah. That's my hope. That's, my hope is that yeah. anybody else who was... Because somebody, if they had, they had enough fans, someone was like, you know, I could do this better. Right. You know, I mean, don't. Just right. don't. Now you know that the world will not tolerate it. And right. we're all yeah. looking for it. Right. The eyes of the world are watching. Yeah. yeah. YouTubers. So, yeah. 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 It's... Ugh. Ugh, anyway, so I just wanted to like resolve yeah. that since we had brought it up last week. I didn't want it to be like hanging out there that you know there was a resolution of it just as much. So. Yeah, just for you know for continuity's yeah. sake. Yes, for right. continuity's sake. Mm-hmm. We want to make people aware. Yeah, Ugh. so disappointing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Stephen, you did say that you had a couple things that you I wanted to add. Two peoples of two pieces of news. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, the first one: tickets for Pax Unplugged went on sale today which is Wednesday, which means they're selling out. They are selling slower, to my understanding, than regular uh, PAX tickets, um, partially because it's a new convention, 
partially because it's also the same weekend as Board Game Geek Con. Mm. So um, that was an unintentional slip-up. They just booked the convention whenever it was open. Um, but So if you want to be in on the first year of PAX Unplugged, um, then now is the time. The tickets will likely be getting hard to find by the time this publishes, but I definitely recommend if you want to do it, take a look. Um, they have one thing that I definitely want people to think about is they have kids only Sunday passes for 10 bucks. Nice. Oh, wow. So if you're one of those people that's like, Hey, you know, maybe I want to go for just a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, go on Sunday, pay $10 for your kid. Now, and, and this is, that's not bad. Yeah. And you know, go play some board games. I know there's a bunch of design, you know, a bunch of companies that are going to be there. Um, and it'll be fun to play. I mean, it's. I bet you Game Right will be there without even a thought. Yeah. You play some Game Right games. I mean, it's going to be fun. Um, Media Badge is also open, so if you happen to own a website, maybe you should take a look <laughs> at it. Um, I applied for my Media Badge. Hopefully, I will be there. Because I would like date, to go. What are the dates on it again? November 17th through 19th. 17th through 19th. Or whatever weekend is attached to one of those days right it's yeah. like a november in the teens <laughs> I don't know, like. there's another comic-con going on in tacoma that weekend too i think um jet city Comic-Con. yeah i mean it's that's but, that's like right into convention yeah. season you know it's like what are you gonna do but um right. but that's that is pax unplugged um they know that the board game coverage at various PAXs has been dying because it's just getting overcrowded by all the video game stuff and also Booth space is just so expensive, and a lot of them just can't afford it. Yeah. Um. So, um, you know, so having a new one just for that is a great idea, I think. Um. The next piece of news is reporting out of Kotaku. One Jason Schreier is confirming this. Um. He is the man when it comes to uh, like he knows everything. Do you, have you ever met Jason Schreier? Do you I know him? Not. No. Nope. So he's the guy that leaks Assassin's Creed every year because he literally no. knows everyone. Um, right. So, um, and he's confirming it. There is a Mar- Super Mario Cross Rabbids RPG coming to the Switch <laughs> this August or September. And I'm and he has confirmed it. This is absolutely a thing. It's going to be announced at E3. Um, I'm really freaking excited because I like Rabbids. <laughs> <laughs> I like Super Mario Brothers RPGs, and um, uh. I'm down. So there will be apparently eight playable characters, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad, and uh-huh. four rabbits dressed up as Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad. <laughs> um, I'm just going re- to throw this out there right now. That is the funniest uh. crap I've ever heard of. I want to see a rabbit <laughs> dressed up like Princess Peach. Um, in fact, I want that amiibo right now. Um, Nintendo, if you're listening... I will buy a dozen Amiibo uh, of uh, a rabid dressed up like Princess Peach. Um, we don't know what the gameplay is going to be. It's going to be, you know, probably just a Mario RPG. Um, but that sounds awesome. Do you guys, I mean, are you guys are laughing because it's ridiculous, but tell me that doesn't sound like it's just a perfect match for the stupid, funny Mario <laughs> RPGs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. Another Mario... Um... RPGs, the Mario and Luigi games were actually really, really funny. Um, I've played a couple, couple, two or three of those, um, and they're all really well written. Like if you're reading the dialogue, it's yeah, it's really funny. And I like those games too. I like the gameplay in those games. Uh, so yeah, so that does sound cool. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. It, it, it's and and Ubisoft does have a history of doing really weird things to support new Nintendo consoles. Yeah. This qualifies, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely not a normal thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, this might not be like super weird or experiment, but I think this is a low risk thing for Ubisoft because they're probably they probably put some money in and gave them the right to use the Rabbids license. Yeah. But I think I'm excited. I can't wait. This is gonna. Be, I mean, and that's an August to September. That's a good. That's a good time. Or yeah. Like a random RPG to come out. Yeah. Get the in holidays. there before. Yeah, before the holiday rush happens. And, um, and I did have a third thing actually. Another thing that hit me. They interviewed okay. Kimi Shima, the the CEO of Nintendo. Oh. And he has uh, confirmed what he has said is that their plan is to con- is to unlike previous releases, their plan is to continue the onslaught of games to try and maintain momentum mm. and that they have several unannounced games that will be coming out soon mm. in an attempt to keep up the momentum because the reality is uh, the, the Switch is killing it right now. Yeah. Um, so just keeping up the games, man. Just, just pay the overtime. Get these games out there. I'm excited, guys. This is a happy time to be a Nintendo fan. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Um, well, I think that's the news then. Let's jump into what we've been playing. Uh, Regina, what have you been playing? Well, after uh, we talked about it last week, I went and downloaded at your suggestion, um, Nicole, Broken Age. Mm. And I've been playing it on my phone, which, as you suspected, was going to be a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, trying to pinpoint certain places to go was not very yeah. easy. Uh, which I was finding harder with, um, what's the girl's name? Um, uh, God. <laughs> I love the game, but I don't remember the, the names of the characters. Yeah, the yeah bo- I don't know them either. The boy is Shay, but I was playing Shay, Shay today. Right. But, um, the girl gets in the cloud environment where she's got to get, yeah. like, um, cloud shoes and, um, <laughs> um uh, ladders and stuff, and it was yeah. so hard to navigate that section because she would start falling through the clouds. Right, right. She yeah. wasn't on like a very specific area. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I played it on my iPad. Man. Yeah, I'm uh. thinking it was it probably should have been one that I put on the iPad. But I'm really enjoying it. Um, Shay's a little easier to play because he's not falling through the clouds. Right. <laughs> basically, yeah. at least not as far as I've gotten in the story. Um, yeah. But I had to laugh at a couple of the, like, the humor in some of it. Like, there's one point where um, you're trying to figure out, like, what mission he's supposed to go on. And right. it's sending him on all these, like, weird missions, like, to go get hugs from these creatures <laughs> and, like, all this stuff. Yeah. And the, the, it's the, um, there's a roller coaster. You're supposed to be saving these guys from crashing on the roller coaster. And it took, like, three times for me to realize that you need to crash the roller coaster to roller coaster, the yeah. story. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but <laughs> the yeah. first time, they're like, let's do the wave. And, he, and it, the options are yes, do the wave, no way. And I did yes, and he's like, uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. I had said no, he was still like, I'm not doing the wave. And yeah. it, just, it was just, you know, little things like that that I think are pretty funny. So, so it's yeah. fun. I'll probably transfer it over to my, um, my iPad. Um, yeah. So I have a little bit more room with the cloud shoes and such. 
Right. Um, yeah. Oh, and I've been playing, went back to um, Plants vs. Zombies Heroes um, because they have a daily mode now. So they have like a daily puzzle and a daily challenge that has a specific deck and a specific sort of catch to it um, for your, you know, for your gaming. Um, and they have, I think, their one year anniversary or their one year birthday um, right now. And so there's a free pack of cards you can get in with a special card in it for just for the birthday. So cool. Worth checking it out for that. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to jump in real quick before we let Steven go on about Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I've been playing uh, the same three that I have been um, for, or three or four that I have been for the last week. Hearthstone still, obviously. Um, type Shift, uh, Cooking Dash. And then this Which morning I did get a chance to play more Horizon. I hadn't had a chance to play it. And, like, and I'm like, I gotta get some of it in before the, we, co- we record the podcast because <laughs> I, I I gotta talk about the while I'm still playing it. I I finished um, a story mission, uh uh you know one story mission this morning <laughs> before we started recording. And it's funny now since I've only been able I gotta I gotta play it more often because I had only been playing it once a week and I'm starting to lose um the story. I'm starting to mm. not remember like right. what's going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we got to play it more often, and and like like I said, it happens a lot of times. Like I'm trying to be completionist about the game, and then I get to a point where it's just like, I I just got to finish this thing, and then I <laughs> drop off the side quest. I'm not quite at that point yet, um, uh, but but I'm probably close because my husband keeps asking me when I'm gonna play Mass Effect Andromeda. Like the other day, he's like, "Are you gonna play this?" I'm like, "Yeah." I just want to finish Horizon first. There's nothing else. <laughs> I don't have anything else lined up as far as like a big uh, time investment game. So mm-hmm. I want to get, you know, the most that I can out of these. So, all right. So that's me. So, Steven, tell us about Mario Kart. Do you want me to talk about Mario Kart or about all the other games I've been playing? Uh, well, you can start with the other games first. Or if yeah. you think Mario so- Kart's going to take 10 minutes, then just do that. Wow, this is this is your this is this is your management style. It's just turned into just verbally abuse me on the on the on the recording. Um, fortunately, I love you like a sister, a much older sister, but a sister. Um, so a sister nonetheless. So um, I beat Zelda. Uh huh. I didn't finish it. I beat it. Um, it is a really cool man. Like I'm not gonna spoil nothing for anybody listening, but like. Fights are cool. Um, the the <laughs> they make it's interesting because the way I played the game, um, I was required to use some skills that I had never actually used. Okay, you know, and um, anyone who beats the game, like, just take a guess at what thing I didn't do, considering I ran everywhere. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, but man, is it gorgeous! The final boss is just really crazy looking. Um, it was worth every minute. Um, and then it just drop, and then it just ends it, drops you right back. Um, and, and I was like, you know, I'm going to leave this crazy demon area and like go explore a little bit more. Um, so I'm, I'm very ready for the DLC. It's man, that game is so good. The, that just the fights are so cool. Um, and they, the last Ganon's castle really is a challenge. So I recommend it is not impossible, but you know, prepare. Spend a good half hour cooking food, 
before you get in there because otherwise you're gonna get punched in the face and be really frustrated unless yeah. you're just really good at video games. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna jump in for a second. Like uh, the thing that I finished uh, today at Horizon. Like I'm running up to this area where I have to be, and there's all kinds of the medicinal plants for you to pick. Nothing else, just medicinal yep. plants, and they're all over the place. So I'm like, oh god, I'm coming up against something huge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh, get it together. Dude. Yeah. Um, but I do recommend for anybody doing it, um, explore that place because there's actually like stuff going on. Like, pay attention. They they do a lot of environmental storytelling. That's your only hint. It's super rad. I'm not saying like Bioshock level stuff, but like it's super rad. The other thing is I got into the closed beta for Marvel Heroes Omega, which is um, the console version of the PC game that's been out forever. That's basically Diablo with Marvel superheroes. Um, it's interesting. My only problem is that I don't know what characters I own because, like, since it's the demo, you can use a, it's this, it's right. not a demo. It's a beta. beta you, you can, can use a lot everything. of characters, yeah. but like I don't know who I own. Um, and they're doing a progress wipe on the 19th, so I'm like, I'm just going to wait, because um, it's a beta. Um, but it's pretty rad. I mean, they got all sorts of cool superheroes. Um, it's going to be free to play, so, you know, if you, if you um, what it really feels like is a multiplayer, like, brawler. So, I mean, if you're in with, into that kind of game, um, you can't really argue with free to play. You know, buy up your favorite superhero, which probably wouldn't be all that expensive, and just play. Earn it, you know? Um... Cyclops is in it, so obviously I was down, because um, he's my boy. So, um, so yeah, it was. It wait, was, wait, wait. What actually... about Vision? Isn't Vision okay, your wait, boy? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Vision's not in it actually. Oh. Vision is my favorite superhero of all time, but Cyclops is the guy that I typically play in video games because they don't put Vision in video games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's the problem that I, they don't put Vision in movies until very recently. <laughs> Whereas there's been plenty of Cyclopses. So it's kind of weird for me. Um, I'm still getting used to this. But, like, in video games, usually it's, you know, Cyclops is my guy. Yeah. Okay. And, I I mean, if they put Vision in there, I mean, please. I wouldn't play anybody else. But, um, you know, but it's neat. The animation's fine. I mean, it's not nothing to – it's not pushing the PS4's clock at all. But right. whatever. Um, okay, so Mario Kart. It's, here's the thing. There, there's really not much to say about it. The reality is um, it feels like Mario Kart. It's the same freaking game, <laughs> um, which is fine, right? Like, I was starting to, like, I went through it because all the characters are unlocked, all the tracks are unlocked, um, but the cars are not. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start unlocking cars and car parts and stuff like that just to get it all over with. And I was like, and I'm just going to get three stars on all these courses while I'm going. Um... And so while I was going through it, I, it really did feel like I was, pl- I, w- I mean, there's some of these courses that I've raced 200 times. Yeah. So, um, but it's, I, I am enjoying, you know, I'm certainly enjoying it. It's a well-crafted experience. It looks better, whatever. The thing about it that I like the most is its accessibility options. Um, they have baked into it. And I, I actually wrote about this, um, on Engage Family Gaming. Um, they have an auto steer. And a, they have a smart steering and an auto acceleration feature. Basically, like, if you turn both of those things on and put the controller down in front of you, the car will drive itself. Not very fast, not very well, but it will drive itself. Which means that my four-year-old can play Mario Kart with me. Yeah. You know? 
Um, and that says something like it will not let you drive backwards. Um, you know, I, and I'm thinking back to when I was playing on the Wii, on the regular Wii, when my oldest son was very young, but desperately wanted to play with us. And he would get so sad whenever he turned around backwards because he knew that he was doing it wrong. Right. And it really bothered yeah. him. Um, and, you know, he would cry sometimes because he just couldn't finish a race. Um, now you turn, as long as auto steering is on, you will not turn around. Um, and you can at least finish, you know, maybe you right. don't, you know, he was too young to realize that he was finishing last, but the fact that he couldn't finish the race was a problem. Right. So I think these are super rad. Also, um, if you happen to only have the use of one arm, yeah. um, you know, for whatever reason of which there are plenty of people that are in that situation, um, you can turn on auto acceleration and only steer or vice versa. Um, and it's fine. I mean, it's a great experience. Um, you know, there are plenty of times I would have loved to have played Mario Kart with one hand, just holding my baby. Right. right. Like just, yeah. to be... so it's a really neat addition. Um, I'm, I don't know what made them do it because it was not even discussed. It wasn't really announced. It wasn't in any, you know, it wasn't in any of the marketing really. It just kind of happened. I, I don't know how this happened, but I hope that for some of their other games that are similar, that they, you know, try and experiment with some of that. I, mean, I think it's a little easier in Mario Kart than, like, in, say, Smash. Yeah. But, you know, accessibility, as far as I'm concerned, is a good thing. I know, you know, some hardcore fans are like, man, but it's making it easy mode. And I'm like, you know what? If easy mode means that I get to, that I get to play Mario Kart with my four-year-old and have that experience with her, mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care if you have to turn off an option to be super, you know, to play in your competitive play. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. It's worth it so I can play with my kid. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else? No. <laughs> okay. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. I've gotten a couple other games sent to me um, that I have to work, that, like, I, when we're done with this, I have to go up and play some games that were sent to me for review. Because now I'm finally done with Zelda. I can play other video games now. I won't feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any kind of feedback, you can send an email to gamingwiththemoms at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at gamingwithmoms. Regina, as noted at the top of the show, is from the Geek Embassy and is also author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Regina, what would you like to tell us this week? Well, we launched a little thing for Tabletop Day at the Geek Embassy. Oh, nice. Um, where we're doing a uh, role-playing game over Google Hangouts, which we will cool. be broadcasting. Um, a, a one-shot, like a short story of um, Pathfinder um, mm -hmm. that we're all role-playing. And this is my first role-playing adventure, pa pen and paper role-playing adventure. Uh, so you get to learn and watch uh, me learn and fumble and fail and um, <laughs> mess up and call things by the wrong name, which I did in the first 15 seconds of the first video because I didn't understand that Pathfinder wasn't a, a part of D&D, &D, like it's its own role-playing game. Like, I didn't know that um, yeah. because everybody kept calling it D&D. &D, so I was like, all the people who I'm working with kept saying, oh, it's just D&D 3.5. And I'm like, okay, well, Pathfinder must be the, another name for D&D 3.5. And then we get on the show and everybody's like, ha ha, Regina didn't know it was Pathfinder. And I was like, thanks <laughs> for busting I mean, me out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would have assumed that the, that the, the, edit, the editor in chief of a, of a 
geek culture website would know. Um, I would have at least assumed that you would have looked that up before you started playing the game. Uh, no disrespect. Yeah, no. No disrespect. I would have expected you would have known that. Um, yeah. I'm, or at the very least, I'm surprised that you didn't. But you know what? We all learn new things. Right. Well, and like I said, when you have everybody calling it D&D, who you're dealing with as you're setting up the it show... It is exceedingly yeah. confusing. As someone yeah. that pays attention to the tabletop gaming space, unless you are straight up in it, it is confusing. Yeah. D&D with all of its different... Because it, the reality is there are like five different kinds of Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. six at this point. Yeah. And they're all referred to colloquially as Dungeons and Dragons. Right. So it's like, when it's like, oh, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. All right, well, which version do you want to play? And then people that don't play those games are like, what are you talking about? What are you about? talking about versions? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. What do you mean so, it just, so it was interesting to have that be highlighted literally in the first 15 seconds of the show. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to feel great empathy and learn along with someone else as they are learning to play a role playing game, uh, check us out. Uh, the videos are available on thegeekembassy.com and also on our Facebook page if you like us there. Cool. Steven is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. Steven, what's going on over at Engaged Family Gaming? Well, we're still doing our podcast. Um, you know, we're experimenting with adding new segments and things like that. We have a really cool new open that we uh, recorded over this past weekend. Um, so I encourage everyone to uh, download, subscribe, and share and all that. Uh, and we would really love some ratings on iTunes. We don't have a huge <laughs> number of them. So... If you uh, do happen to give us a li give us a listen, um, I would love a rating. Um, I can't tell you to give us five stars, but you know, I mean, we're, we're like BFFs, it. right? Um, <laughs> and uh, otherwise, I uh, this is going to be my weekly uh, plug. We are going to E3 this year, and so if you would, we're going to be going specifically to try and find all the family gaming stuff, which is not going to be covered very heavily on other places. So if you want to see a bunch of stuff that you're probably not going to find on IGN or GameSpot or whatever. Um, find us on all our social media channels. Like us. Do the stuff that you would normally do. Um, and be prepared for the onslaught that is EFG at E3. Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back with you next week.